In My Mug episode 331 on Monday the 16th of March 2015. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's get on with that news. News time. Here's Johnny was released last week as part of the Ides of March. Um, the subscription that we've got going on. Uh, this week's the third one. Uh, Fruit Bowl has also gone out. Um, you can still sign up and save on how much these will normally cost you. Um, but do it now. This is the last chance. Um, and you'll get Here's Johnny and you'll also get Perfetio, which was the week before. Um, here's Johnny. He's a really funky in your face natural extravaganza that you will have to try this week's is another end of the spectrum a super fruity light and bright uh, but i think you'll enjoy them both well at least i hope you will um tamper tantrum i've talked about this before it's a coffee podcast that me and my buddy colin do um and we've revived our our normal podcast with it um I know I told you last week to go and watch the Bolivia one, which you should definitely go and watch, which is the talks. But this one, we're also doing some kind of more newsy type, podcast type stuff. Um, we have a special guest on, the, on this week's one from San Francisco, a guy called Nick Cho, who uh, he's a hero. Uh, I, I really look up to Nick and uh, it's a really interesting listen if you're a coffee geek. So go to tampatantrum.com um, and go check up. You can also sign up on iTunes and stuff like that, a bit like in my mug. Um, and it's time for some feedback. Episode 331, I feel it's time to shake it up. Um, but I really would like to hear what you would like me to do with uh, in my mug, what direction you would like me to take, what things you really like, what things you really don't like. Um, you can do it through the normal channels of email, Twitter, Faceache, I mean Facebook, uh, MyFace. Uh, now please tell me what you want uh, and I would really love to develop this. And that was this week's news. Um, we should move on to focus on, and for focus on this week, I want to have a closer look at the varietal Canario. So Canario originates from a natural mutation that happened with the coffee plant uh, from the Bourbon. So if you think like when we've talked about Pacas before, a Pacas is a Bourbon mutation, Munden Novu is a, 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 a mutation, this is exactly the same. Um, what they have noticed is that this plant produces more than the parent Bourbon plant um, and much more than the uh, red, the yellow tends to be the higher producer. Um, but like the yellow, it suffers because it's susceptible to pest disease, um, very spindly, open to the wind, um, it kind of makes it lose its fruit quite easily. Um, and you really have to be careful where you plant Canario. Um, it has very close links to, of course, Bourbon, but SL28, uh, Typica and Katura, um, as well as the other mutation ones, um, and produces what I think is an exceptional cup. Um, what One of the, the finest Brazils I've had is, is from the Canario varietal. Um, it tends to be a very typically sweet, uh, lends itself very well to espresso drinks, a bit like the Bourbon part. Um, and uh, Unlike Bourbon, it tends to have a little bit more acidity as well. Um, and yet, that was Focus On. So I am sure this week when some of you saw that this was a natural, you groaned. But keep with me on it, trust me. This is not your average natural. Um, as I've already said in the Focus On, it's a Canario. Um, 
and uh, this farm for me is one of my most important farms I buy from ever. Um, Brazil Fazenda Cachoeira de Grama um, was my epiphany moment in coffee. The yellow bourbon pulp natural was the time where I really got it and I understood how amazing and delicious coffee could really be and started to trust my own taste buds in the flavour. Now this is a natural one so it's a slight bit different but it, as I said a few seconds ago, it's not your average natural. Um, this farm is a model farm uh, based in uh, Minas Gerais. Well, actually, it's not in Minas Gerais, first of all. It's, it's in Sao Paulo State, but it borders with Minas Gerais. It's around about oh, 45 minutes from uh, Posos de Caldos, uh, and he's owned by a guy called Gabriel. Um, Gabriel is a world-renowned uh, agronomist uh, and a world-renowned grower. Actually lives in Canada now. Um, and manages the farm by coming back to Brazil several times a year and by having uh, great uh, people working uh, work the land there. Um, this uh, natural uh, canario is a European exclusive for us and it's because of the special relationship we have with Gabriel and uh, with our importers that bring this in. Uh, in fact, it was one of the farms I visited when I went in May, June this year. So, uh, Cachoeira de Grama has been in the Carvelio Diaz family since uh, 1890 um, and has just had its 109th uh, full crop. Um, it is uh, in the uh, Mong Mongonia, uh, I'm sure I'm killing that, uh, uh, Mongonia region, mountain region of Soldaminas, uh, located in altitude about 1100 to 1250 metres above sea level. Um, a natural process which is not unusual for Brazil, I think something like 90% of the coffees coming out of Brazil are naturally processed. This one is a little bit different as it is a super, super clean one. Um, the farm in total is 417 hectares, which is huge, but every farm in Brazil is huge. Um, 165 hectares are coffee um, and none of it is mechanised, so that is quite unusual. Um, because uh, the typography typography, not typography, typography, topography, um, doesn't allow any kind of mechanisation on the farm because it's quite steep in parts and there's hilly bits which is quite unusual. Um, uh, as I said, the Canario varietal uh, is very rare and I've only really seen it in this Minas area. Um, there were some plant seed stock taken from Cachoeira to Inglaterra which is around about an hour's drive away. Uh, on purpose because Stephen who owns it also like me loves this Canario uh, and it's transported well but I've not seen it anywhere else it's very unusual um, so the figures the country is Brazil um, the region is uh, Sao Paulo state uh, the Mogonia mountain region the nearest city is uh, Poços de Caldos uh, the farm is called Fazenda Cachoeira de Grama um, it is owned by the Carvalho Diaz family, has an altitude of 1100 to 1250 metres above sea level, uh, varietal is Canario, and it is a natural process. And now it is time for my favourite bit, the map bit, which I know is amazing this week. Hello, there I am. Oh, I look really good there. That's because I am really good. Um, we're zooming up. We're zooming into Google Earth. And uh, there's the UK. And we're going across the Atlantic and going to the country of Brazil. Um, Brazil is uh, too big. 
I hate visiting there because everything is a long, long way away. Um, but I am looking forward to visiting because of the World Cup. Have I mentioned about that in the past? Oh, hey, but let's look at Brazil. So Brazil has the longest beach in the world at 7,500 kilometres. I, I couldn't even run that. And I'm really good at running. Um, we're going down and we're going down to Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais is where some of my favourite coffees come from. I kind of do love this area. Um, it, although, kind of saying that, Cachoeira actually isn't part of Minas Gerais. If you look, it's smack on the border and it actually goes across. But you can throw stones um, at, uh, at Minas from here. So there's the farm. Um, just below where you... that. Like drying patio is the waterfall, which is Cachoeira uh, in Portuguese, it means waterfall. He's just below there. Um, and there's an in my mug I did a while back where I'm actually paddling in that waterfall. But we go down and we see there we've got drying patios, we've got the whole, um, the whole kind of houses that the workers live on. It's like a little village when you kind of get in there. Um, it is a great, great farm. Um, I really do love visiting there. Um, but yeah, there we go. We're going to get into that whole. This is the drying patios that we're outlining um, and, and all of the outbuildings. It's, um, yeah, it's really good. One of the best Google Earths you can kind of get for a farm that you can really see lots and lots of detail. Um, but yeah, let's zoom back up and let's go up to there and let's go. That was the map bit. We do love a good map bit. Good map bits are things to behold, wonders to behold. Um, but. Other wonders that should be held in high regard are Roland's Dafax. Finland drinks the most coffee per capita in the world, but Brazil, back in 13th, is the biggest growing country to consume per capita than anywhere else, ahead of the United States, which is 25th. But they, they think they're a coffee-producing country, but Hawaii, I don't think so. So as the Gloucester says, um, Brazil is the 12th biggest consumer per capita, so it's taken on how many people live there to how many people drink. US does actually physically drink more coffee, but has a bigger population. Um, but yet, yeah, 12th biggest consuming nation that grows coffee, which I found very interesting. Also, have started to consume some of the better coffee. So in the past, it was always that they drank the rubbish that was left over. But there is a very much a specialty scene beginning in Brazil, and it's exciting to see. And for all those people who say that Brazil's a commodity and not delicious. I think this coffee is going to prove you all wrong. So I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and get Chris to make me delicious tasty drinks because I can hear the grinder going as we speak and I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, let's go into the espresso. Espresso, espresso, espresso. Very nicely laid out tray today, very nice. So, I want to go back to this natural thing. So, I'm sure some of you looked at the bag and went, oh, he sent us a natural. Great. And I'm looking at you, David, when I say that, by the way. Because I know some of you love naturals, adore them, and some of you don't so much. This, for me, is a natural for those who say they don't like them. You get a beautiful dark chocolate hit with it. Raisin, but not fermented. Like, just dried raisin. 
uh, and a big mouthfeel, and I think it's absolutely delicious. And where it really does work well is here. So the sweetness of the milk coming together with that dark chocolate is beautiful. What it turns it into is like a biscuit sweetness. It's like, um, like it's just like a really dry but lovely biscuit type sweetness. And I think it really works super, super well in the milk. And after this, I'm actually gonna drink the milk drink after. So like when I finish in my mug, I pick one of the drinks up, take it and then start doing the, the bits that I need to do to get it all roots and ready. And I normally pick up this one, if I'm honest, but I think I'm gonna pick up the cappuccino this time because that is delicious. Let's go into here before I make the final decision. So here, the dark chocolate is again the more dominant thing. There is a tiny of the raisin, but it just, it's a big mouthfeel. It's a big, bold coffee without being dirty in any way. I mean, this is super elegant for a natural. Um, in fact, if you get, you kind of, you can almost, if somebody said that's a pork natural to me, I'd believe them. You know, it's that kind of close and it's that clean and that sweet. Um, right, I think it's time to shut up. I, I've done the coffee, so I'm gonna take my cappuccino and uh, get on my way. But before I do, just remember. <laughs> that's a very corny link, wasn't it? Just remember, life is too short for bad coffee.